0: Chapter nine of the Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M Winfield. This recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Chapter nine Settling Down to Study Dick meant what he said, concerning coming back to Putnam Hall for the sake of learning something. He felt that he had lost too much time from school already, to lose more, and he pitched in with a vigour that was indeed surprising i don't see how you can do it said tom one day i can't to save my life yet tom was by no means a poor scholar and if he did not stand at the head of his class he was not far from it sam was also doing his best and all of this gratified captain putnam exceedingly it shows they can work as well as play was what the captain told himself and he wrote anderson rover a long letter in which he praised the boys for their efforts the boys fell into their places at the academy with a naturalness that was surprising when one considered the adventures that had but lately befallen them over and over again did they have to tell of their doings while on the pacific and as crusoe's and some of the cadets never tired of listening to the stories a few including lou flapp did not believe them true but the majority did and that was enough for the rovers dick was now advancing in years and he knew that before long he would either have to go into business or to college which he had not yet fully decided to tell the truth the thought of separating from his brothers was exceedingly distasteful to him if i went to college i'd like you fellows to be with me he said one day to tom and sam there would be no fun in going alone that's true answered tom but if you wanted us to go together you'd have to wait for sam and me to catch up with you well i might spend a year or so in traveling while i waited or sam and you might hurry up a little answered the eldest rover during those days but a little out of the ordinary happened dick took especial care to avoid lou flapp and the tall youth did not attempt to bother him it was soon learned that flapp was more of a braggart than anything else and then even some of the smaller boys grew less afraid of him as already told it had been decided by captain putnam to have the cadets elect a new set of officers for the term and these officers were to be chosen in a somewhat different manner than heretofore in the past said the captain when addressing the students on the subject you have been permitted to elect whoever you please to any office for major down this has occasionally resulted in someone being chosen who while he might be a good scholar and a good fellow generally was not exactly fitted to a military position on that account i have made a change next wednesday and thursday i shall hold a general examination in military matters only and the twenty pupils standing highest shall be the ones eligible for the positions of major captain and first and second lieutenants on these twenty names you shall vote as heretofore as we now have three companies here we shall want a major three captains and six lieutenants making a total of ten officers after that each company shall choose its own corporals and sergeants the company marching best on parade the following saturday shall have the honor of carrying the flag until after the annual encampment which this year will begin a month from to-day at the mention of the annual encampment the cadets set up a chair the outing was looked forward to with great interest where are we going this year asked george granbury it's a secret i believe answered larry colby but i am pretty certain that we are going further away than usual i hope we go into the mountains or along some other lake for the fishing is fine put in tom yes that would suit me too the announcement concerning the examination in military matters also caused much talk and many of the guests began at once to study military tactics harder than ever while drills became a pleasure instead of a hardship i'm going to win some kind of a place said larry earnestly even a lieutenantship would be better than nothing i am sure i am going to win put in william philander tubbs i am perfect in every kind of a drill Good for Buttertub, the perfect man," sang out Tom. "Billy, you want to have your picture done in oil to hang alongside of Washington's in the library. Don't you dare to call me Buttertub or Billy either, you rude thing!" snorted Tubbs and walked away in outraged dignity. "Doc examinations vas digged me already," said Hans. "What I don't know about dem military tax, you don't know, ain't it?" i will pee by the top of the class so quick as never fass you pet yourself and he nodded his head as if he meant every word of it dick rover said but little on the subject but he meant to win if he possibly could and so did tom sam felt he was as yet too young to become anything but a sergeant so he did not enter the competition with much vigor lew flapp was not a particularly bright pupil but there was one thing outside of bag punching that he could do well and that was to drill he took to military tactics naturally and knew nearly every rule that the book of instructions contained it's going to be an easy matter to get into the chosen twenty the tall boy told himself but after that will the cadets elect me to one of those positions he wanted to be major of the battalion but doubted if he could muster up sufficient friends to elect him the examination in military matters came off on the afternoon of the following wednesday and on thursday morning captain Putnam was very thorough in the work and made the pupils do certain things over and over again and write the answers to long lists of questions it has given me great pleasure to conduct this examination he said on the day following it shows that the average in military knowledge is much higher than it was last term the following are the pupils who have passed given in the order of merit and then he read the list of names lou flapp came first dick rover next larry colby third george granby fourth and the others including tom and fred garrison followed Neither William Volander Tubbs nor Hans Mueller were mentioned. I deem me der vas a mistake. I dot said the German boy, or else I vas know so much. der captain didn't want nobody to know how about it. And this raised a laugh. It's an outrage, declared Tubbs. An outrage! I shall request my parents to withdraw me from this institution, and he wrote a letter home that very night but his parents refused to grant his request probably they knew of his shortcomings and thought a few terms at putnam hall would do him good lew flapp was much pleased over the fact that he headed the list of those who had passed and nobody could blame him for this but he immediately made himself more obnoxious than ever by going around among the cadets and declaring that he was the only one to be elected to the office of major it's mine by right he said it wouldn't be fair to elect anybody else but dick rover and larry colby stand almost as high said one of the cadets captain putnam said your average was ninety-six per cent while rover's average was ninety-five per cent and larry colby's was ninety-four per cent a difference of one or two per cent out of a possible hundred isn't much i don't care retorted Lou flapp i ought to be elected major and that is all there is to it when dick was approached he had but little to say i didn't expect to stand so high he declared i don't know that i care to be made a major if i get to be a captain or first lieutenant i shall be well content you know i was a second lieutenant once my percentage is more than i expected said larry i really didn't think i was so well up in military matters now if the boys want me for an officer i'll take whatever they give me and that is what i say added george granberry ditto myself put in tom even a second lieutenantship will not be declined by yours truly after this there was a good deal of canvassing and log-rolling as it is called lou flapp spent much money in secret treating boys when at the village and elsewhere by this means he gathered quite a band of followers around him he is going to win by hook or by crook observed somberg powell he acts just like some of those politicians who don't care what they do so long as they win i am not going to spend a cent on the boys declared dick i don't believe in buying votes there was a strict rule at putnam hall that no cadet should touch liquor of any kind excepting when ordered by the doctor this rule had been broken in the past by Dan Baxter and a few others, but the majority of the cadets respected the rule and kept it. But Lou Flapp had always been allowed to drink when at home, and now he frequently drank on the sly when down to Cedarville. On these excursions, he was generally joined by a weak-minded boy named Hurdy, who was usually willing to do whatever Flapp desired done. One day, just before the election for officers was to come off, lew flapp called ben hurdy to him i am going down to cedarville this evening he said i want you to go along and invite jackson and pender and rockley going to have a good time asked ben hurdy yes and you can tell the others so and tell them if they know some others who want a good time and can keep their mouths shut about it to bring them along but mind hurdy we want no blabbers All right, Flap, I'll get the right fellows, answered Ben Hurdy, and ran away to fulfill his questionable errand. End of chapter 9